Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. Not gonna make another part tonight if I do it right. No more parts tonight. No more parts tonight. No parts. That's right. We're the podcast explores the animated sitcom The Simpsons, but we don't explore the golden age that we know to be seasons one through ten because we know that there are plenty of other podcasts that have already talked about those. So we want to go beyond from seasons 11 and beyond to find the greatness that lies within there hopefully i am half annoyed grunt boy steve but i can't do this on my own so with me as always is my other half annoyed grunt boy craig hey craig how's it going steve i am good i don't want to uh be a bummer but we'll start this episode with a tribute there is an animator named edwin Aguilar who uh, uh fled el salvador and their civil war to become a Simpsons animator. And he unfortunately uh, passed away recently. A lot of times when talking about tributes to uh, people from the Simpsons, like it's usually like voice actors that pass away. But really, if you think about it, like without Edwin here, there's a lot we don't have because of uh, his work. It's true. He's been working with the Simpsons animation since uh, 1998, Steve. So wow. So yeah, it's been some time. So we have a lot to thank from him. He's uh produced a lot of uh, of the animation that we all love. That's right. And, you know, he worked with Chuck Jones. So, like, it's great that he, you know, escaped this war-torn country to become, like, this amazing animator for over 20 years. As a child, he'd wait for the newspaper to come home so he could look at the comic books. He'd draw Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck. And then he grew up to be, you know, a great animator. And sadly, we lost him at the uh, young age of 46. So Rest in power. Yes. Uh, Edwin. Sad day. Sorry to bring you guys down, but uh, we wanted to uh, say his name. And uh, I guess anyone that works for The Simpsons has the dream job. Yeah. It's hard to try to be serious, you know, go from uh, serious to let's not be serious. Yeah. I mean, should we talk about like things going on in the country right now? Will that lighten the mood? Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> um, something bad happened today uh, with a police officer um, and someone got it on their cell phone footage and uh, we more and more don't trust uh, the police. Yeah. And that is the clip that we'll be playing <laughs> nearly every week from now on. Until... I'll record that. Just me <laughs> saying that. And then, yeah. All right, Steve, let's go back to a happier time, maybe. Let's go all the way back to 2015 when everything was much better. <laughs> right. <laughs> like May 10th. Yeah. Like May 10th. Uh, what was the number one movie in the box office? Why, Steve? It was uh, everyone's favorite director, Joss Whedon, and his mm. sequel to uh, The Avengers. The Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. All right. Um, how how does that work in the like? Is it is that one of the good ones? It wasn't. So like when it came out, it, it was kind of long, and there was just like it wasn't as good as the first Avengers or like some of the other movies. It, honestly, it wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. But the problem is because of WandaVision, that movie's good now. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird how like a lot of these Marvel movies or like the newer Mar- Marvel stuff like will validate or make previous one movies better and that you want to go back and watch it again interesting is even though like as much marvel gets praise and people love it honestly there's only like a handful of the movies that are actually like good movies mm-hmm. most of them are not great <laughs> <laughs> and i and i'm gonna defend like the snyder dc verse like everyone's hey those movies suck more than and the, the marvel movies are so precious and there's nothing wrong with them but I'm like really you you're talking about these four movies where it's Never mind. I won't get into the Snyder first because <laughs> I might be one of those uh, Snyder fans. I, I mean, I'm kind of an I'm kind of an outsider looking in, but it seems like uh, Snyder at least was a visionary, and he's trying to do his own thing, he, which isn't necessarily bad. I mean, he was a, of course, you know, he was he's such a very compelling visual director. I mean, he started off doing music videos, and that's all telling the story with using visual elements. So when yeah. you look at like his vision for Superman and Batman and this, you know, it's definitely not what I would have wanted to do or done or wanted in it. But his vision going back to watching those, I really respect what he did with that work. And it's very stunning. It's very beautiful to look at. And I would still contend that uh, the Watchmen movie is great. I don't I, I I'll be an apologist for that. That's a, a great movie that is like aside from the ending very close to the original material and i would all argue that makes a better choice at the end right the casting and the acting is perfect in that movie yeah and, and the the visuals yeah the stunning like it looks like a comic book come to life and exactly i'm i'm with you on that but also much as like snyder like i will only watch the snyder cut and i will only watch the extended versions of batman v superman kind of guy give me more give me all of it and uh 
this is the same with the Watchmen. Give me that. I'm watching that four hour cut over like mm-hmm. a theatrical cut every day. Sorry, Avengers. We, well, I mean, Kevin went in because Joss Whedon directed that and he went in and fucked over uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So then yeah. we're going to take the spotlight from Avengers Age of Ultron and talk about <laughs> Justice League. I like it. But uh, while we were watching the Avengers, what were we uh, listening to on our Spotify? Well, we were bopping on the Billboard Hot 100 to a song from another uh, movie franchise with maybe too many films, uh, The Fast and the Furious. Uh, we were listening to See You Again by Wiz Khalifa featuring Charlie Puth. I didn't know Charlie Puth was in the Fast and Furious movies. Uh, no, but this song was dedicated to a guy that died. Oh, is this? The, I was making a joke, but is this the yeah uh, Paul Walker? There it is. Yeah, I'm just going to bring up dead people today. All right. Well, here's Wiz Khalifa coming at you. It's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. Damn, who knew? All the planes we flew, good things we've been through. That I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever pays. Now I see you in a better place. Speaking of depressing, as soon as that started, I'm clicking through my tabs and to see you again. And Edwin Aguilar's wiki's on my page. I'm looking at his <laughs> face. And it's just like, all right. Because this was when uh, Paul Walker died. And uh, what was his name? Vin Diesel looks at Paul Walker and then doesn't he like fade into like a force ghost like Star Wars? Yeah, I think or, so. Or maybe I'm just looking at too many terrible <laughs> memes. All right. Uh, where's Khalifa there? All right, Steve, uh, I need to... Uh, maybe get away from all this uh, little sad talk um yeah sad to see edwin go and uh i was gonna say let's dedicate this episode to him but no he deserves better that's right um but let's talk about the episode that we're uh, about to watch called bull e so in it when bart is bullied after school dance marge gets the uh, city to adopt a tough anti-bullying law that gets homer arrested when rod and todd claim that he's bullying ned but ned refuses to forgive homer all right steve I'm going to make you watch this episode or else. Oh, no. Well, I'm going to make you watch it or else. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I'll probably watch it. All right, let's go watch it. All righty. We'll be right back. And we're back. Today we're talking about Bull E, the 21st episode of the 26th season. It originally aired on May 10th, 2015. It is episode 573 in the show's run. Your nerd code is TABF15. It was written by Tim Long, directed by Lance Kramer. Your showrunner is Al Jean. All right, Tim Long. Welcome back to the show, Tim. Mm-hmm. What was the last one we did with you, Tim? I'm going to say it was uh, The Kid is All Right, maybe. Yeah. Where's Tim at? Is he not here today? Uh, he's He got stuck in traffic. Okay. Uh, Miller Dollar AB. That was an old one we did. Homer we did write the uh, Gaga episode, which we have still, still yet to review. Homer and Ed's Hail Mary Pass. Uh-huh. It's got a lot. Behind the Laughter, of course. Mm-hmm. The Bible stories. Ooh. But uh, one of our favorite segments from Treehouse of Horror 10, Desperately Zeke and Xena. Oh, yes. Classic. Uh, he's still, you know, of course, a Doe Canada. Don't forget that one. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, got an episode coming up called Panic in the Streets of Springfield. Oh, no. That sounds scary. Uh, all right. Well, welcome back, Tim. Yep. And, of course, some trivia to up top. The title of the episode, Bully, is a take on the word bully and Pixar film Wally. <laughs> I didn't mean that one. Yeah, it works. You're a real jerk, you know that? That sounds about right. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Title gag there. We got Mr. Burns flying through the air in the old uh, Orville Redenbachers <laughs> plane. <laughs> Popcorn powered. Yeah. Um, and then uh, got Smithers grasping on the rear w- wing there. Just flying through the air like that Red Baron. Flying through the air, fancy free. That's right. Uh, we also have a couch gag, Craig. Wow. 
In celebration of the 2015 Women's FIFA World Cup, a soccer goal is set in the place of the sofa. Homer plays goalie, missing the shots of Maggie, who's all decked out in U.S. women's soccer gear until Homer is buried in balls. There was a cut scene, too, where uh, Maggie slides on the ground and rips off her shirt. <laughs> like uh, Mia Hamm. Was that Yeah. Him? Was it Mia Hamm? Uh, I think so. It was Chastain, Brandy Chastain. Oh. In 1999. Sorry, Mia. I didn't mean to put you there. Who's the new one now? Uh, everyone loves Rapino. Uh, yeah. She's the one with the hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the hair. <laughs> um, was, that, was that the World Cup or was that the Olympics? Because a women's American soccer team or football for you people across the pond uh they're like Mm -hmm. the best in the world yeah they are and they don't get the funding or the respect they right because they're not men yeah right it's dumb it is dumb all right you know what's not dumb steve what's that the kids at springfield elementary school actually (laughs) actually some of them are kind of dumb well that's where our episode begins it's a groundskeeper willie he's got an important announcement he's uh, gonna return to scotland steve and never be seen again that's kind of weird. So I guess no more Willie. Eh, no more Willie. All right. Well, he's uh, actually found a replacement. Mr. Johnny Mathis. Chances are I will give this hedge a trim and I will kill the golfers too. Mmm, so beautiful. <coughs> You're late for school. And Friday's lunch will be fish sticks, peas. I'll finish those morning announcements. <clears throat> and lime jello. Pathetic. Also, Friday night is the school dance, and that's a treat for the uh, popular children and a chance for the rest of you to look within yourselves and ask what's wrong. Say more. Let me know if you make a BM today. Steve, you'll let me know if you make a BM today, right? I can assure you that I did. Okay. Um, I like how Skinner's dreaming of <laughs> Willie quitting and hiring Johnny Matthews. Yeah, I didn't know that, for one, that he was so antagonistic against Willie. <laughs> I didn't know where this hatred came from. Uh, Willie's ha- Willie having fun with, or Dan having fun with his Willie. Was- <laughs> <laughs> hey, giving um, it a little posh. Uh, yeah, the posh English. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mathis, uh, that was a fun little song you got to sing. Yeah. They made, they made him look very good, too. Yeah. Considering he's probably like 95 or something. Right. Bill Murray was jealous that he got uh, to kill all those gophers. <laughs> uh, so later that evening, we joined the Simpsons family for dinner. Marge has found a flyer that reads, Why Don't We Do It in the Gym? A reference to the Beatles song with the similar title from their white album. The flyer also depicts a punch bowl dancing with a basketball hoop, which I enjoy. So Marge is excited for her special little guy's first dance, but Bart is unsure why he should have to go. After all, it makes standing around with your friends feel like you're a loser. (laughs) And Craig, I feel like, uh, you know, dances were weird, especially like in middle school. Like we would have like the after school socials. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, wasn't it like literally after school? Yeah. (laughs) Like an hour or 45 minutes and it was just like, Boys standing in one quarter, girls in the other. Yeah, that was about it. There's usually like when you're like sixth grade, isn't there always like maybe two or three couples? Yeah, there's like one couple that have seemed to be like together forever. Right. (laughs) It's probably been like three weeks because, you know, (laughs) they're 12. It's like when you're that age, like I say elementary, like Bart's age, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I'm doing air quotes of uh, going out with a girl, you literally don't do anything, right? Like, no. I mean, it's been a while since I dated a fourth grader, but um, it's been a couple years. (laughs) It's been a while. No, I'm just saying, like, I, I remember, like, fourth or third grade, like, having a girlfriend, but it was just, mm-hmm. like, I would walk yeah. we'd walk home together, mm-hmm. she, you know, didn't even live by me, so it'd be, like, at the end of the street from the school, and it's like, bye, okay, where she'd wear my coat, mm-hmm. and then you'd see her at school the next day, and then, like, a week later, she just stops talking to you, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds about well, a lot like my first relationship. Yeah. yeah. Technically, I think... Uh, what was her name? I forget. Hmm. But I think we're still dating. We never oh. broke up. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. You're Christina. like common law now. Go. Yeah, Christina. Sorry, uh, we're we're breaking up now. Oof. What a way to hear it on our favorite podcast. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be aired on. Uh, Yo, is this racist? 
He's a big Andrew T fan. Tony Newsom, actually. Okay, yeah. Oh my god, we, we have that in common. Oh, maybe we should get back to it. <sighs> it could have it could have been great. <laughs> you guys could have watched Lower Decks together. Yeah. Uh, space Force. Yeah. She just likes to be in space, Steve. Yeah. Just give a woman her space. That's what she needs. Maybe watch be the bajillion, your... bajillion dollar properties. That show. I love everybody in it. Mm-hmm. It never hit for me, and I don't know why. I would just turn it on and, you know. It's good passive watching. Yeah, you're right. 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 Okay. Well, uh, we're watching something else instead of. Oh, yeah. We're watching The Simpsons. Yeah. School dances. Uh, Everyone had embarrassing ones and dancing six feet apart. Okay. Um, But uh, I was going to say Bart has been to a dance, but not really because his dad pulled him out of school to be in the uh, bacon grease industry. Yep. Here comes a grease ball. (laughs) We can bring a pizza. Why you got to make it a fun? Uh, All right. Well, so Marge sadly deposits the uh, notice with others in her recycled school (laughs) flyer bin. (laughs) She hasn't been for that. Uh, Lisa tells uh, Bart some of uh, his biggest heroes are uh, dancers like uh, Krusty was on Dancing the Stars until a panel of experts determined that uh, he wasn't a star, which is uh, (laughs) that's really harsh on Krusty, I think, because if you look at. Yeah. Considering the caliber. You know, I was thinking like, so it's an ABC show. So Disney owns Dancing the Stars, right? Yeah. Didn't they do something like like Kermit was a contestant? I was just going to say something like that. Yeah. They should do one where they just animate like Goofy mm-hmm. is an actual like that, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be to the point where it's going to be they're like, OK, we're going to do something crazy. We're going to have a Disney animated character <laughs> dancing with someone. So. After an all-new season of The Bachelor, Disney Princess Edition. <laughs> I'd probably watch that. Yeah. <laughs> the one time I'd watch The Bachelor. Um, <laughs> oh, no, I think it was The Masked Singer that it happened. Like, Kermit. Oh, it was Kermit. Yeah. yeah. Dumb. I've never watched The Masked Singer. I still think it's stupid. I think it's probably like four minutes of show. And then you have like 41 minutes of just boring waiting around and watching Ken Jeong be surprised. And yeah, it's like, and they're always, isn't the the ongoing bit too? It's like, that singer, I'd, I'm pretty sure it's probably Taylor Swift. I'm like, no, that's that's Lady Gaga. And then like the mask comes off and it's like, no, it's uh, the first mom from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. It's Danny Most from Happy Days. Yeah. It's, got Jason, posse. it's Jason Hervey. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, this is how bad it is. I got a call from uh, Mass Singer. That's if we wanted to do it. Oh boy! Yeah. <sighs> Enough of that, uh, dancing, Steve. Uh, so, anyways, you know another thing too is like when Lisa's kind of talking about how you know some of like Krusty was a dancer. Does she forget that yeah, Bart himself was also a dancer in like season <laughs> six, uh, Homer versus Patty and Selma? Oh yeah. Do we not remember that? Maybe that's part of uh, my multiverse. Like that didn't happen in this simpsons universe that's possible yeah all right well bart uh looks uh looks up to uh his dad and asking for some support on uh, the school dance crap dad help me <laughs> son for the rest of your life you're going to go to all sorts of horrible events just to spend time with girls dances stores your wedding you don't like those things oh no 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 honey i love everything you forced me to do and sometimes, if you do all that, you get a very special night. Oh, and what does that get you? Hopefully not a you. So uh, Homer takes out the trash, singing a song about not inseminating your wife during sex. <laughs> well, he suddenly hears his neighbors, the Flanders Ned and the boys have just completed painting their fence white. And using some cartoon physics, Homer flips the fence so that the fresh paint is on his side. He thanks Flanders, but uh, Ned points out that he's been working since sunup. And Homer argues that uh, the, ha- the fence is half his, so they let God decide by flipping in the fence, causing Homer to react almost as if he was spinning the wheel of random. Don't, 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 Ultimately, the paint lands in the Simpsons backyard, and Homer does a tired Willy Wonka, I said good day, sir, bit, and then walks away. I don't like that bit. I don't like when people do it in life. I don't know. Is it enough with that joke? Yeah. It just, yeah. All it's right. like in that realm of like, you're killing me, Smalls. Right. I don't know. It just, it does. It's, it's not witty. It's just a thing that people saw and they think they're funny because they can parrot it back. Oh, behave, Steve. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> I can only think of Austin Powers quotes. Shagadelic, Steve. <laughs> That's his most popular one. Yeah. Shagadelic, Steve. Shagadelic, Steve. <laughs> You know, the snakes like to leave the bones, Steve. The snakes like to leave the bones. 
<laughs> well, uh, Flanders notices that his uh, kids are sad, or as he puts it, uh, a frown princess of Gulmania. Uh, Rod and Todd are upset because uh, Uncle Homer is a mean to their dad. So Rod points out uh, that his name isn't stupid. It's Ned. Mr. Flanders isn't uh, comfortable with his son using his first name. And uh, Rod quickly apologizing. Uh, what does he say to him? Sorry, Mr. Daddy. Ugh. It was kind of jarring uh, hearing Rod say Ned. I know. It's 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 strange. Uh, but I like this uh, little interaction. It was good. Yeah. I, I, I think the dynamic of... Uh, the characters in this episode are really well done. Yep. And we'll get more into that. But uh, back at Springfield Elementary, the uh, the after school dance is happening. And the banner says outside, awkward memories begin here. The boys and the girls each have taken the side of the room. And Milhouse is looking extra sharp in his purple belt and blinking necklace. Uh, Skinner, acting as a DJ, announces that it's time to hop aboard the school train which causes a very high auto to imagine conducting a funky locomotive past the school past lard lad holding a disco ball past the statue of jebediah springfield disco dancing and the nuclear power plant emitting musical notes instead of its usual smog we then see uh, several children riding the cow catcher as the train car goes down the wrong track i'm going to die children and so will you someday I don't know if that's actually Ringo Starr, but if they got him just for that, that'd be great. Well, he's not in the credits. Yeah, I think they would have shouted him out. I'm not a Thomas the Train uh, aficionado, Steve. Is Ringo Starr actually the voice of Thomas the Tank? Uh, no, I believe he was the voice of the conductor. Um, okay. And then he was either he either replaced or was replaced by George Carlin. Oh. And then once again, they whoever was second was replaced by Alec Baldwin. Is it currently Alec? Yes, maybe. Is the I, Thomas the train like like Doctor Who? Like it, it's the same train, but it regenerates. And it's a new person, but it's still the same train. It could be. I <laughs> I am also not a. Is that how that works? <laughs> I'm also not a choo-choo expert. Okay, well, so the uh, train is compacted, right? And we go back to Otto, who has uh, passed out with uh, his head in the punch bowl. Um, the night goes on, and the children dance to some, uh, you know, generic techno. Uh, Bart, um, away from the pack, takes a fire extinguisher and shoots it uh, into the uh, orange drink dispenser, causing that uh, glass case to explode, right? Um, Nelson's upset because that orange drink machine, Steve, well, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was his mom's fiance, sole source of income. Oh, no. Bart receives a punch, but uh, he feels re uh, relieved as the dance has uh, turned into a fight. Uh, but then just then, a uh, girl taps on Bart's uh, shoulder asking for a dance. We don't recognize her because you know why, Steve? She's from the fifth grade. Whoa. And Bart knows if uh, he takes her hand now, it's uh, the puberty will be starting. <laughs> Any I don't know. Uh, yeah. So he then <laughs> envisions three giant tubes of clear as it. <laughs> Uh, shooting their white goo, which uh, goes up in flames, creating a puberty demon, which is very similar to the hormone monster Maurice from the uh, Nick Kroll animated Netflix show Big Mouth. And uh, before we get into the whole debate, we'll say that this episode aired in 2015, whereas Big Mouth debuted in 2017. But Craig, uh, are puberty monsters a thing? Um, sure. I don't know. I'm not going to type in are puberty, <laughs> puberty monsters real on Google. They'll just think I'm an idiot. No, I think we have. Yeah. Who answers for that? Yeah. yeah Nick Kroll likes uh, hormone monsters and male or demons. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's is he satanic? I think so. Also, I'll let you know, I've never actually watched Big Mouth. Oh, weird, because I like everyone behind it. You know, like mm -hmm. all the voices. I love uh, African-American actress Jenny Slate. Doing voices <laughs> there. No, um, I will say that they handled that situation very well. Yeah, no, but um. I don't know. I just, I just haven't really. Uh, I guess I could watch it if I want to. I would recommend it. It's uh, the most <laughs> obscene show, and yet the most emotionally like together. Like it's very sweet. It's very honest and uh, very funny. I, I recommend it. Do you think maybe uh, Tim Long uh, saw some uh, sketches for Big Mouth? And he's like, I'm gonna take this idea and put it on The Simpsons first. Maybe. And they even like look similar, right? The monsters, Bart's kind version. of, yeah. I mean, Bart's is more of a like version of Bart, whereas yeah. the, the the puberty monster on Big Mouth is like its own character, but they do have like a lot of similarities. Maybe in uh, other schools across the country or the world, they the teachers said, "All right, well, everyone has a puberty monster." <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing. Hey, 
if you guys had puberty monsters when you were a kid, yeah. please let us know at uh, 13simpsons at uh, gmail.com. Yeah, because that seems like a, a good plan. Like, children, I know you're scared, but don't worry. There's just a demon or a monster who is going to follow you around for the next four or five years. Or would it be like like an older like sibling like teasing their younger Maybe, sibling yeah. like, oh, the puberty monster is going to strike? I, I don't know. I just never. Yeah, I never heard of it. But it's weird that maybe there's a maybe it's just a coincidence then. Yeah. Because when I was watching this episode, I never really think of the dates and like when, you know, Big Mouth and this. I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is a response to Big Mouth. But yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. All right. Well, Steve, do we have a clip of this Big Mouth? Uh, I think we just might. Shall I play it? I think you just will. Who the hell are you? I am the puberty demon. <laughs> For a thousand lifetimes of man, I have been going through changes I don't understand. You can join me if you just take her hand. I'd certainly like to help a demon, but I- Do it! Enter the world of body spray, wiry hairs, and wondering what boobs feel like. Do you know? Sure, sure. Of course I do. She's up all night. Eh, why not? A rare use of a modern song with uh, Daft Punk's Get Lucky. How's that a rare use? Well, I mean, they normally don't do like songs that are of the moment, like like on the Billboard Hot 100 at the time. I think they do. Uh, you know, you're probably right. The internet commenter is stupid. Yeah. Can you fire that guy next time? Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure he gets his pink slip. Thank you. Uh, so Bart takes to the dance floor with his new lady friend, first moving awkwardly, but then gaining the confidence to properly bust a move. He dips his partner, swaps her briefly for a kilt-wearing uh, willy, and even slides her between his legs, causing her back to be covered in an old Band-Aid, a hairy lollipop, several pieces of chewed-up gum, and even an old retainer. Bart kind of does his uh, Bart dance. Isn't that the... the, the... Is that what it's called? The Bart dance? Yeah. Or just the Bart man. The Bart man. Yeah. Um, this girl, this fifth grader doesn't have a name, Steve. I think we should name her. Yeah. Because I looked it up and she's just girl from the fifth grade according to the uh, Simpsons wiki. So um, let's see here. I'm not going to say it's uh, Jenda. I don't think no. they look similar. All right. So the popular girl names of 2015, we had Emma, Olivia, Sophia, Ava, Isabel, Mia, Abigail, and Emily. Steve, out of those, what, what should we name her? How about Abigail? Congratulations, Abigail. Abigail, you have a name. Thank you. That was her puberty monster. Yeah. <laughs> Cassandra. I like that the puberty monster Bart got a boner in his throat. Uh, also, it was the, uh, I know the acne gel like exploding. Mm-hmm. But also a, a reference to uh, puberty other ex- and uh, yeah. other white explosions. I thought it was very uh, graphic, by the way. It was, yeah. All right, well, Bart's uh, dancing continues, and he dances up the bleachers. Uh, The other children are pushing them in. Uh, He grabs two ropes and performs some rope moves. Who does he think he is? Uh, Pink. Yeah. Uh, uh, But before he's doing the splits uh, and his classmates cheer, unfortunately, Bart is unable to unsplit his legs. So Willie grabs Bart by the calf and throws him over his shoulders, ready to make him uh, good as new. Once he gets the hammers, of course. That's right. Um, So Super Nintendo Traumers slaps a sticker over the State Volleyball runner-up trophy. And uh, Principal Skinner declares Bart to be the best dancer of the night. Bart offers the award to his partner, who invites the uh, boy to meet her outside, or he can give it to her. The trophy, that is. But uh, as Bart steps into the cool evening air, he isn't met by a horny young girl. He's instead met by three presumably horny bullies, known as Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney. And then back at home, Marge plans to take some action. I like how uh, there's a trophy for school dance. For <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't go to a lot of school dances, but is that a thing where they you dance the best? Don't think so. I think it's just like kings and queens, right? Which is also very weird. Yeah. Uh, Steve, so you wanted me to play a clip? Uh, yeah. Why don't you play a clip? Hey, look, it's someone who does stuff. The bully's natural enemy. Nice dancing, hey, Bart. You're a real leotard. (laughs) (laughs) That works on two levels. Yeah, just like the old Springfield Galleria. Do what you want to me. Just don't touch the trophy. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Hi, this is for you. Let me give you a life lesson. This isn't your fault, but it's the end of us forever. (laughs) <laughs> hey, hey, Cassidy. Sweetie, what happened? Bullies broke my trophy. 
Oh, don't worry. When you grow up, you're gonna have a hell of a career. Oh, wait, you're not the girl. You're gonna have a hell of a career. Thank you. <laughs> Bullying is wrong, and I'm going to work to change it. If I can get them to open up another register of Kroger's, I can do something about this. Marge, we don't have Kroger's money. Hey, I, I, I say that uh, good job for Marge for opening that new uh, checkout sign. Maybe she she created a new job for someone, right? There you go, yeah. It's positive. Yeah. She hasn't discovered uh, self-checkout. Marge doesn't seem like a type that would do self-checkout. No, she she was so confused. Yeah, and she yeah, it would just be a mess. Don't you hate it when you're at the self-checkout? We've probably had this uh, yeah, but before, it, but there's always that one person that like still makes the person, the self-checkout attendant, do the... Basically check them out for them. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Also, don't you hate it when the self-checkout person comes over and is like, oh, I could do this for you. I'm like, um, what? No, no, go no. away. <laughs> Just see that I'm over 21. Yeah. And don't need to look at my ID because I've been here many times before. Just let me go. Uh, so we then cut to the Springfield Town Hall, where Mayor Quimby is enacting some long overdue apologize, apologies <laughs> to uh, witches and their families. Which is funny because it's not that they're denying that they're witches. He's just going to send out an sorry. But the uh, final piece of the evening is a proposal from Marge Simpson. She takes to the podium, stating that she's going to reveal the world's filthiest word. This entices the crowd, with the uh, mayor and his cronies especially excited. We then see that the word is bully, which immediately disappoints the uh, townspeople. I just love that the fact that like, they're so excited to see the word. We're going to hear that word. <laughs> they wanted to see it. No. <laughs> they wanted to read it. Uh. Uh, Mo confronts Marge, assuming that she was going to say something else. You know, I thought you were going to say. Now, Midge, uh, thanks for coming and alls, but uh, since Frontier Days, we've needed bullies to steal land from Indians and uh, uh, punch locusts. But not anymore. Let's push bullying to the ground and make it cry and point and laugh at it. Let's pass this legislation without any discussion whatsoever. So moved. All in favor? 316, 317, 318, 319, 2, 1. Who didn't vote for it? I didn't. You better freaking vote for it or we'll bust your face, you little troll. Uh. The anti-bullying law has passed without objection. Ow. I love the uh, everyone's reaction to Mo when he's swearing up a storm. Yeah. Also, we should probably have bleeped him when he said Indians. It's true. It's pretty offensive. Yeah. Steve, you you can relive what was Mo saying. Oh well, he was certainly saying. That's like that they uh, bullied Hans Molman, even though they probably don't need a majority vote, or they already had the majority vote. <laughs> That's a majority is great. At best, you need like two thirds, but yeah. All right. Well, Steve, mm. second act begins. And it's winter time, and Bart and Millhouse are walking down the street with their sleds, and Bart is suddenly blasting in the face with some white stuff. Mm. I think it's just a snowball. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's a yeah, snowball from uh, Kearney who gives uh, Bart his Christmas socking uh, before the uh, beating can commence. Uh, the Springfield PD arrived to arrest Dolph Kearney and Jimbo uh, for breaking the uh, bully law. Uh, Jimbo is escorted into the back of the cop car. Lou grabs uh, the purple beanie for evidence, revealing the uh, receding hairline, which is a uh, canon. Yeah. We've seen it a couple of times. It's fun. Oh, maybe that's why Marge falls in love with uh, him because he's. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> anyways, point. yeah. Uh, Wiggum uh, predicts that uh, clearing the sled for um, Bart in Millhouse, although he'll need to confiscate that sled and uh, Millhouse's candy cane, of course, for evidence. Uh, so two things, Craig. Hmm. One, the license plate on the police car is number one doofus, uh, which is a weird thing that you pay for. <laughs> I'm sure the taxpayers paid for that. I know. Uh, but also a blunder. Uh-oh. Milhouse was seen carrying a candy cane, even though he's allergic to the red part, uh, which we learned in Holidays of Future Past. Boy, I really hope somebody got fired for that blunder. You came up short, Tim Long. Came up short. So we then cut to Chief Wiggum sucking on that candy cane <laughs> while being interviewed by Kent Brockman. The police chief says that the anti-bullying law gives the police broad authority going beyond your garden variety nurple purpler. Although I would have said purple nurpler, but what do I know? Nothing. Uh, <laughs> they're also arresting adult bullies, the long trouser crowd. He goes on to say that arresting people who don't think they're criminals is a hell of a lot easier. 
So we're at Cresty Lou Studios, and the clown prince of Channel 6 is frustrated with his uh, young writing staff. Now, Cresty's um, outrage uh, causes him to be another offender of the law, and uh, Homer is finding some bullies of his own. All you worthless writers ever do is stare into your phones. Why don't you text me some freaking jokes? A TV star criticizing his writers. What has this world come to? Another bully for your collection, boys. Huh, I need some prison jokes. Quick! How about Orange is the New Black? Beautiful. Uh, yeah. A car just cut me off. License JDB653. He's a bully. Oh, and the guy that filled my soda gave me mostly ice. Bully. Mostly ice. Dear God. I'll never grow a tough enough skin for this job. Excuse me, this is madness! The ice cost me more than the soda! Do you realize this? Ay ay ay! What hath Mom wrought? The police are arresting basically anyone they want to. Lisa, you gotta learn to trust your government! That's what I do! I love I love that I need a joke about prison jokes. Uh-huh. It's like, uh, orange is the new black. Like, it's not a joke. No. <laughs> it's, like, great. it's just a bad Mad Magazine submission. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, is he just going to roll into prison? Yeah. Like, hey, guys, orange is the new black. And everyone just laughs. <sighs> well, some trivia for you. In oh. Wickham's office, there's a wanted poster of Fat Tony, who will make an appearance later. A picture of Ralph picking his nose, an article cut out on how to restart your heart, and a things to do list with uh, item number one being make a list, followed by a blank number two. I like that little list there. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway, so we go to uh, the Flanders house, Steve. So Ned and his kids are watching uh, Super Nintendo Charmels get tased by the police on TV. Hmm. 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 Thinking about the news today. Oh, boy. Uh, which is really sad because. You're referencing something that happened today, but when this episode probably drops, it'll people think you're talking about that one that just happened today, April 22nd, which mm-hmm. I'm sure there will be something. Yep. It, does this come out after the uh, Derek Chauvin trial is over? Probably. So uh, we'll be uh, mad about that, too. Not a political podcast, but uh, yeah. you know the system's corrupt when everyone's seen a man being murdered, yet they got to go on a trial for four weeks to right. prove he's innocent? No, guys, when, come on. <laughs> yeah, and how fucked up is it that we're creating for ourselves a season of this? <laughs> we're like, oh, it's that time of year again when In Minnesota. people are killed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we're planning for it like it's like like it's uh, a new TV season, but, you know, it's just sad. Yeah. So Rod asks uh, his dad for some hot cocoa, but Ned regretfully uh, informs his kids that Homer's borrowed both cocoa mix and the mugs. The, the boys feel that Ned is being bullied, uh, but he claims that uh, he's turning their cheek like Jesus. Was Jesus ever bullied? Uh, Rod and Todd then imagine a young Jesus walking home from school when the three bullies, Dolph, Jimbo, and Kearney, are dressed as Roman shul- uh, soldiers, and they knock off the books from uh, the hand of our Lord and Savior, or your Lord and Savior, somebody's Lord and Savior, uh, then they play keep away with the halo and the king of kings uh, whining to get it back. One of the bullies uh, f- uh, throw the halo onto a nearby roof and Jesus prays to his father to forgive the, the tough guy. And God realizes that he raised a wuss. I'm going to say there's a blunder there. Yeah. God didn't raise Jesus. It's true. He was a deadbeat dad. Yeah, he was a deadbeat dad. Stupid God. Ow, what was that? <laughs> Lightning just hit me for some reason. Huh, weird. Yeah, anyway, so so stupid God. Though. Ow! <laughs> Jeez. Why does lightning keep hitting me? I don't know. It seems unrelated to anything. Yeah. Well, those little Jesus boys, Rod and Todd, they're in their bedroom, and uh, they're praying for God for a sign that uh, Unky Homer is not a jerk. Uh, they hear uh, grunting and look around the window to see Homer tossing an old uh, bed frame and mattress over the fence. And then, of course, Grandpa. So at the uh, police station next to a framed first bribe dollar bill. <laughs> I love that. I, I saw that like the second time I was watching it. I was like, <laughs> that's clever. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so next to that, a cell full of uh, Springfieldians who have been arrested for bullying. Dolph, Jimbo, Kearney, Bumble Me Man, Snake, uh, <laughs> Reverend Lovejoy. Krusty, Dr. Hibbert, even Super Nintendo Trummers. Why, even Lou the Cop is behind the bars. Uh, but Wiggum claims that the fellow police officer is a workplace bully because Lou puts his name on his lunch so Clancy won't eat it. Wiggum shouts, bully, 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 when the phone rings. It's Rod and Todd reporting a bully. Chief, uh, Chief Wiggum furiously writes down on his pad as he says, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow, this bully is going down. We then see that the notepad that he wrote 
down on is exactly what he had just said. Uh-huh. 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 Wow. This bully's going down. Um, what did you think of that gag? Was that? What did you think of that gag? I thought it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. All right. Um, Homer, meanwhile, is at home enjoying a beer in his favorite robe when he gets some visitors. Ooh, I wonder who this could be. Homer Simpson, I'm here to charge you with multiple counts of bullying your neighbor, Ned Flanders. What, sir? Oh, I never dreamed that a lie and abuse could be applied to me. All right, time for the perp walk. Walk? But I just watered up the slip and slide. Uh, I have no comment at this time. I sentence you to 90 days treatment in our new Biff Stifler Bully Re-Education Center. Is it a school? More like a prison. Whew, thank God. Welcome, friends. Welcome, welcome. No need for names. Well, there are need for names, or there'd be billions of people walking around without knowing each other, but I meant here. I know what you're going through because I'm a recovering bully myself. I was bullied for years and years. I tried to solve it in a way that I don't suggest. I shot a man, but uh, that didn't fix it. It fixed it for him. He died. It's Albert Brooks. He's great. Um, Steve, I know him as uh, Albert <laughs> I love... Einstein. Oh, yes, of course. Younger brother of Super Dave Osborne. R.I.P. Bob that's, Einstein. That's right. Um, I love that uh, the names joke. It's very funny. Very funny. Uh, so he goes on to speak of his training in the army, or he is punished over it, but he's told that he got over it, and he has something on the wall that says he got over it. He then flicks Homer on the back of the ear and tells the group it's time to create the path of empathy and then calls them maggots. Homer requests if he could do yard work like the young boys outside, but uh, the therapist uh, says that Homer's work is internal and uh, Homer's confusion angers the doctor. Your work is internal. You mean like vacuuming? Did you really think I meant vacuuming? When I said internal, your brain went to something inside your house, like vacuuming. Is that what you thought? Do you know that's why that Dyson is a billionaire? Something is wrong with you when you think vacuuming. I'm talking about inside your head. In your head. Oh, it's so boring in there. Oh, is it? And I thought it might be like the Louvre. Now, no more talking. I know how this works. You find the toughest one, you crack that person, and the rest of you fall in line. You'll never crack me. <laughs> ah, you're probably right. Just like you never heard your mother say, I love you. <laughs> There's not enough tissue in the world for what I'm feeling. <laughs> there, there. The first six tissues are free, the rest you pay for. Use the first two again, they don't seem very wet. I know he just had like a fairly long clip and then he, another clip, but I just love uh, Albert Brooks's performance. It's just, he's the best. Well, luckily, if we have time in the rest of this episode, uh, he'll come on the show. You know, Albert Brooks loves doing podcasts, so. Sure, yeah. We'll probably get him. If not, uh, we might have to just cut his segment out. We'll see. Uh, hopefully there's enough time. Yeah. So we shouldn't uh, have any any pointless conversations between yeah, now and then. definitely not, no. Albert Brooks, uh, you call him up and he's really accessible. Oh, yeah. Just don't tell uh, Mark Maron. He's been trying for years. <laughs> um, hey, so the uh, therapy session continues. Dr. Rothbold uh, discusses uh, humiliation as the colorful thread that unites all the bullies. Uh, so Chalmers then shares that uh, his father was a psychologist and a big believer in the methods of B.F. Skinner. Mm -hmm. He had to go through a hamster maze to get his uh, breakfast. Um, so then the, the superintendent then burst into tears asking, which way to love daddy? <laughs> you said daddy. Yeah. Um, it's a breakthrough and Gary can, uh, he can enjoy some of the free potato chips. Yum. I like the BF scanner. That was, that was fun. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, so up next to Snake, whose only option is medication. The jailbird then pulls a gun on the counselor, further proving his point. Rothbold gives Snake all the money in his wallet and then moves on to Homer. And he wants to know why Homer hates Ned so much. Well, he thinks he's so perfect with his organized garage and his barbecue grill that never has crud on it. That's very good. Keep exploring. I'm already hating him a little bit. Kids who love him and rub his back. And he's got enough extra hair for a mustache. All I got are Archie and Wicked here. I'm so bald. Deeper. You've got to go deeper. I'm so bald. Deeper. And if you think I mean underground, I'm going to punch you. Why do you hate Flanders? Oh, everybody hates Flanders. No, just you. 
That's right. He ain't no chooch. Homer, you've got to find the answer to this. It's been bothering you your whole life. Also, it's 5 to 11. I have 10 more people before noon. Oh, can you just tell me the answer? If I told you the answer, then you would not have discovered it for yourself. Did you see that uh, Indiana Jones movie? Did anybody tell him where that thing was? Does this guy know? Well, only you know. All right. I hate Ned Flanders because... <gasps> because he's better than me in every way. I think we have a breakthrough. I was going to say that too. Another long clip there. Yeah, uh, I know that the uh, the joke deeper. <laughs> it's an Austin Powers joke, I know, but it's so dumb. It makes me laugh every time. And it seemed uh, really unexpected in this episode. Yeah. It was pretty good, though. I, I thought it was funny. And I don't know how much that is script and how much that is uh, Mr. Brooks ad-libbing, but... I've always wondered that with Al Brooks uh, when he does the voices, like how much is... Because it seems so conversational and so like off the dome. Do you think that... Uh... I know, I know when the show was originally did originally all the voice actors were on, in the same studio recording mm-hmm. lines. And I know now they just record separately, but you feel like special instances, like when Albert Brooks does a voice, like maybe Dan does come and read with him. Yeah. Because the back, their back and forth seems so natural. Yeah. That it's probably just a real treat for Dan to be right. able to play with him. Because, you know, Dan ad libs too. Yeah, exactly. Imagine so. Yeah. All right. Well, Steve, let's uh, talk about The Simpsons here. All right. With our final act. Okay. Yeah. So it begins with the camera panning down a cloudy sky as a uh, somber music plays. Krusty appears. Uh, the Chiron reads a uh, former bully. Uh, the clown states that he used to be a jerk, never caring whose feelings he had hurt as long as he got a laugh. And Fat Tony is next. the next talking head describing when he took a thumb, when a pinky would do. Then we get Homer, Agnes, Chalmers, Bumblebee Man, and Mary Quinn, but they all solemnly vow to be a better human being. Uh, Homer is having some trouble saying everything in unison uh, with the rest of those guys. And I'll prove it here with this clip. All right. Uh, once again, people. To be a better human being. Better being. Does he have to be in this? Well, surprisingly, that was our best take. A uh, question. What will this video be used for? Oh, in schools, by police groups, CNN. They're doing a lot of things now that have nothing to do with news. This is great. Nothing America likes better than someone who screws up, goes away for a little while, then comes back and tells everyone how to live their lives. Oh, I forgot to include remorse. Oh, it's okay. When it kicks in, it'll be a thousand times worse. What happened to me? My mother told me she loved me. Maybe I couldn't hear her because my hand was over her mouth. Let yourself out, please. Man, what a really dark line there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so is he implying that he murdered his mother? I think so. All right. <laughs> this is one of the more unsettling uh, A. Brooks characters, right? I think so. Definitely scarier than Cowboy Bob. Ooh, there should be like when Hank Scorpio comes back, because you know he's going to, guys. Yeah. I feel like he needs to have this guy on retainer. They should, like, they should just have, like, instead of, uh, you know, into this, it should be into the Brooks verse. And so it's all Al Brooks characters from Ooh. The Simpsons in the n- next Simpsons movie, Steve. I like it. All right. Get it out. Get right. Get right. It. God. Oh, I will. So at Isotope Stadium, a special guest is on deck to throw the opening pitch. It's reformed bully Homer Simpson. Unfortunately, uh, the pitch hits the umpire, knocking him on the ground. But that's not an actual umpire. It's returning servicemen coming home from Iraq. The crowd goes wild and Homer goes to greet the veteran. And uh, later, Homer is invited to partake in a parade. You're a hero. No, you're, you're the hero. No, 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 you're wrong. You're the hero. I, no, I I'm just... Not. I just have a little PTSD. No, if you see a hero, you're looking into a mirror, man, because you're the hero. Why is Mr. Simpson a hero? Well, I suppose it's because he used to be bad, and now he's good. Yay! Jenny, the Costington's float contains 10,001 flowers, and work started the day after last year's parade finished. You say that every year, and it's just not true. (laughs) Well, there you go again. Daddy, maybe someday you'll be a hero like Mr. Simpson. He's a hero, all right. A hero sandwich full of bologna. Huh, I almost said that in front of the boys. Time I gave that Homer a real tongue bath. Glad I didn't say that either. Uh Fun clip there. The beginning, I love the... um 
that insincere banter with the vet, like, oh, you're the real hero. Like, yeah, you know, he not doesn't mean those words. I mean, and you hear that all right. the time, too, with like celebrities or I was like, they had this like elaborate plan. Like, all right, Homer, you're going to hit because this is all stage. So like, Homer, you're going to hit the Empire and then it's going to reveal he's actually <laughs> a war hero. Like, what is the, doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And then it's like those weird like videos, the the weird like uh where like the like, I saw one the other day where this kid is in his karate class and they blindfold him for some reason. And the and it turns out that the person he's sparring with is his dad who just came home from the military. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like I'm gonna punch my son and then reveal <laughs> it's me. I have been punching you all along. I didn't die in war. I just came home to punch you. I love the the Flanders the kids. Like, is he like questioning if he's a hero? Like, even they know like this doesn't yeah. seem right. I didn't do. <laughs> like, yay! <laughs> it's, That's fun. Uh, I really liked Rod and Todd this so far in this episode. Like, yeah, they were really good. <clears throat> I also like that throwaway line about the announcers of the parade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just not true. <laughs> he said this last year, <laughs> and Ned's uh, thinking what he would say to. Uh, really classic. Good stuff yeah. there, Ned. Give him a tongue, tongue lashing. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, so Homer's then signing photo- photographs for a line of adoring fans. But the next person up hands Homer not a picture of himself, but a blank piece of paper. Mm. Without looking up, Homer asks what he's supposed to do. We then hear Ned asking for an apology. Homer is shocked to see his neighbor. Ned goes on to explain that sorry is not just the most exciting board game ever devised. It's also a word that Ned needs to hear from Homer. Uh, but one uncaring... Uh, sorry, won't make up for the years of stupid, stupid, stupid Flanner, Steve. Nope. Oh. Ned wants Homer to understand how he makes him feel. So he made uh, Ned less of a man in his son's eyes. Homer has an awakening. He's a monster, not a hormone monster, Steve, just a monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned walks away and Homer pleads for his forgiveness. Uh, Homer has to take a long, fat look in the mirror. That's right. The next day, Homer crawls on his knees all the way from his house to ask forgiveness from Ned, who is watering his lawn. Ned just doesn't bend that easily, though, and Homer is determined to wait on his knees until his neighbor changes his mind. Uh, so Homer stays on his knees until the day turns to night, and then day once more, and then Bart uses his uh, dad to hold up a skate ramp. <laughs> uh, and even more time passes, and then rain falls, the sun, the moon rise and fall, all while he's uh, on his knees, slowly sinking deeper and deeper into the ground. Uh, Marge lovingly uh, shaves uh, her husband, and Dolphin Kearney used him as a tether ball, tether, and uh, eventually Rod and Todd feel they've seen enough. I think he suffered enough, Daddy. And he seems to be sinking. We're losing him. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive him so that your Father in Heaven may forgive you your sins. That's from that ribbon book. Yes, it is, Homer. And I forgive you, Transgressorino. Now, Ned, why don't you join us for an all-is-forgiven brunch? Oh, can I make my famous mimosa? A little sparkling water and a glass full of regular water? Stupendous Flanders. Would you care for Flanders mimosa and some Flanders nachos? Mmm, doesn't sound awful. Like a, a little water with a little bit of sparkle. That's fun. And yeah. I would eat a cucumber with uh, some cottage cheese. Yeah, of course. On a warm summer day, that sounds delightful. Yeah. And we can talk about it on our new uh, new show, Nacho Podcast. Nacho Podcast. There you go. That's right. We then uh, go back to Otto on the school train, riding through the cosmos, passing a planet with an afro and a pick, and another with a handle mustache and a sign that says Freddie Mercury. I didn't get that at first. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mercury's a planet. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Otto then passes Miss Drizzle, a clear homage to the Magic School Bus. The uh, creative teacher uses a megaphone with moving lips to ask Otto how many tabs he took. The stony bus driver responds that he took a whole sheet of Hello Kitties, which, as uh, Miss Drizzle points out, will have the most deleterious effect on his brain. The Magic School Bus then flies into Otto's head, and he picks it out, throws it to the ground, and steps on it repeatedly. He then squishes both students and the teacher wearing the crazy printed dress. We then cut to Otto being woken up by a fellow four-person as he has fallen asleep while on the jury of a murder trial. And that's our show. Interesting that uh, that uh, Otto would be chosen as the uh, what, the four-person, is that what they're called? Yeah. The foreman. <laughs> Like of all those people. 
Otto, really? Right. <laughs> this 25 or 40 year old stoner. <laughs> <Yeah>, stoner. <laughs> He's even wearing the uh, tuxedo t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. She wore it for his wedding. And who's driving the kids to school? I know. Probably uh, Skinner. I also like that in uh, his stony mind, he like when he fantasizes, he just fantasizes about children's programming that <laughs> convey transportation. Right. <laughs> it was a crossover we've been waiting for. We needed Mrs. Frizzle. Is there any Frizzle? And yeah. And uh, I don't know, the, the two bus. Well, she was. Yeah, I guess she drove a bus too. I mean, she did. Yeah, I read the books when I was a kid. Come on. Yeah, I, I've seen the cartoon. Yeah, the new cartoon. Ugh. It's not out yet, but uh, we all yeah. know that the animation style's horrible because they made her uh, not unique looking. Nope, they. She just looks like a like yeah, like a lady. Like girl. Hey, girl. All right. Uh, hey, Steve. Yeah. Let's take a break. Alrighty, we'll be right back. back steve let's uh finish up our discussion of bull e mm-hmm. some of our favorite quotes visual gags uh mbj maybe some quotes did i just say quotes <laughs> quotes yes quotes quotes what me oh how about this uh is there anything we want to brand on a shirt a poster Ooh. a baseball jersey a hockey sweater a billboard in Times square i don't know <laughs> I'm afraid I, I want to say mine because I feel like it's going to be yours. So I want to say it first. Go for it. I think it'd be a really fun shirt that just uh, says, why don't we do it in the gym? And it's the punch bowl. Yeah. And the basketball hoop <laughs> with uh, the flyer for the school Springfield elementary dance. I just think the visual is, is funny. Yeah, I, I think that's a great one. I don't know if I would want the Springfield elementary dance underneath it. I just like the idea of just there's a punch bowl dancing with a basketball hoop. Yeah. Why, <laughs> why don't we do, we do it in the, the gym? gym? Uh, out of context, I think it'd be a fun T-shirt. I agree. Um, and you're right. You did steal mine. But there are other things like I do like the animation of uh, auto tripping out and the school bus or the, the train getting smushed to death. That's fun. You know, you could have like the Simpsons hormone monster. <laughs> uh, you know, Simpsons did it first. There you go. Sorry, I stole your dance. Oh, you can have the same dance photo. I'm okay. sure. Or maybe I'll take a uh, the trophy with the best dancer, with the person volleyballing, volleyballing. <laughs> <laughs> you know where they're doing the uh, commercial for the former bully thing. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. uh, for. I'm just gonna get a shirt that says former bully and just have that printed on a shirt. That's fun. I like that. All right. Uh, how about uh, jokes though? Like, uh, got any good Oof. quotes for us, Steve? Yes. Um. As you mentioned, Rod and Todd are very funny, and I like their dynamic of being upset with their daddy and Homer also because they don't treat his daddy right. Um, but I mean, come on, we got to say that, you know, Albert Brooks is the MBJ of this, right. this one. Um, the the whole line about names and how if we didn't have them, there'd be some million people who some million people who didn't know each other. <laughs> That's very funny. Um, just everything that came, came that came out of Dr. Ruffold's uh, Ruffold's mouth is hilarious. Yeah, I think I think the uh, one where he implied that uh, he uh, suffocated his mother was great. But I was I like the he said, uh, I shot a man, but it didn't fix it. It fixed it for him. He died. <laughs> uh, have we had a, a, an Al Brooks episode yet? I don't feel like we have. Well, it was fun. So uh, let's just get into it. What are your thoughts on this episode in general? Yeah, I think we were talking about last week. Uh, we've had a couple good episodes in a row, and we're hoping this is the hat trick for that. Um, well, I'll say, I don't know if it was as good as the last two episodes that we reviewed. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing about this is, too, like the whole bully thing, and bullying has been around for you know ever, and it's never going to go away. You know, that's just it. And I think that's what kind of this episode is saying. You know, it's everyone's a bully. You're going to be bullied. You know, even when they're not bullying, they're being bullied. You know, try not to bully. They are being bullied. And it's it's just a way of like, you know, I think we're, you know, the, the, the culture is maybe like a little too sensitive at times. And mm-hmm. it's, it's like Ned is the character, too, that kind of sees 
you know, all this is a uh, BS. <laughs> yeah. Even he understands it's, it's, it's just gone too far, you know, with the uh, anti-bullying. Because, yeah, it's all great. But, guys, bullying is never going away. It's true. We're all we've all faced it. We've all probably done it. Mm-hmm. We, we bully the Simpsons on this podcast. <laughs> right. Uh, there's a to your point, there's a uh, line that uh, one of the bullies gives like uh, it's somebody who does something, the natural enemy of a bully. Right. And I think that that's so true that, you know, no matter what you do. <laughs> Somebody's going to make fun of you for that thing. So you might as well just do it anyway. Yeah. Wasn't former first lady Melania Trump. Didn't she solve the bullying yeah. crisis? That was <laughs> in her platform. Yep. I think she <laughs> solved it during a infrastructure week. Yeah. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, yeah. So, and I thought Albert Brooks, yeah, stole the show again. I think his character, very dark. Yeah. It's hard to put like the his characters like in a, in a list of like who's better or who's the best. You're right, but Cowboy Bob is probably like not the most memorable one. It, it is his first one, but yeah, still some good lines. Um, hmm, which one is Tab Spangler from the Heartbroke Kid? I don't remember that. We didn't do that one. Is uh, vending machines appear in Springfield Elementary and Bart gets uh, hooked on junk food? Huh. Yeah, we haven't done that one yet, but it sounds familiar, no. I think, doesn't it? Yeah, I feel like I've seen it before. Oh, huh. yes. Uh, Bart yeah, gets real fat. Yeah, okay. Well, it's on the list. We haven't done it yet, but uh, Hank Scorpio. Yeah, I think that's the that's his, that's his best one. I would agree. But this is a good one. Um, Yeah, I would put this in maybe as a top five. He's probably only done five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that being said, uh, I did enjoy the episode. There's some good laughs, you know, throughout it. Um, So let's say Albert Brooks will be turning 74 this year in 2021 Ooh. so out of 74 i'll give this episode a 69 yeah this uh episode was a lot of fun it it in a weird way called back to a more innocent time even though it's only six years old but it just feels like it felt very much like an old uh simpsons episode and i think that if you were to throw it into like a season five or season six uh, aside from, you know, any sort of technical technological advances, it fits in really nicely to a classic episode. Um, it flows really well. Um, the story arc of, you know, the origin, not the origin, but like why Homer hates Ned so much is it's nicely put out there. Um, the jokes were solid. I think this was a really fun episode. And yeah, um, Albert Brooks makes any episode better. And I do feel like this is one of his, his uh, more standout characters. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, Hank Scorpio is probably the best, but I think that this one holds his own very well. I like how dark he is. I like how each one of uh, Brooks's characters are always unique and unlike the other ones. And uh, this is another just great one. Um, but yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. It was, uh, I've mentioned it before, but this is one of those episodes where holding clips was so hard because I just wanted to like play all of Albert Brooks talking because it's every line that comes out of his mouth was just gold. So yeah, I thought this was a lot of fun and I do think it keeps up with our streak of enjoyable episodes. Um, you know, and at that uh, council meeting, there were 317 votes. And so out of 317, I'm going to give this uh, a nice 301. Yeah, I think you're always in it for a treat when uh, Albert Brooks is going to guest star. So good job, Al. That's right. All right. Let's uh, good job to you, Steve. And a good job to you, Craig. Um, now give me your lunch money. Okay. All right. Well, hey, Steve, should we uh, see if the streak continues next week? <gasps> Let's uh, dare risk to do so. And to do that, we're going to need that good old Wheel of Random. Let's give it a spin to see what season we are in. We have season 29. Season 29. All right, let's give that wheel another spin to see which episode we are watching. Episode 7. Season 29, Episode 7. Why, that's singing in the lane. What happens, Craig? Well, it looks like Homer reunites with the old bowling team, the Pin Pals, hmm. to uh, cheer up Mo. Um, they must uh, compete with some uh, arrogant millionaires. And then it looks like there's a B story where Lisa and Marge try to teach Bart that money isn't everything. Huh. I think the B plot must have been, uh, they just stole that from Family Ties. <laughs> That's right. Chip comes over and Skippy, not Chip. Skip. That's right. Sorry. And then Nick is like, hey, this would have been a great uh, episode for Albert Brooks to come back in and play uh, <laughs> Jock, but I don't think he does. Yeah, I know. 
Um, that's kind of fun that the pin pals are getting back together. Yeah, that, that should be fun. I wonder if Mr. Burns makes an appearance. I was going to ask. Yeah. I Steve's episode, this episode came out November 19th, 2017. Do you remember it? I do not. You? No, I, I don't actually. So, uh, hey, it's going to be fun for us, right? That's right. Wasn't that long ago. Ryan Co. wrote it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, we've done some of his episodes. He's pretty good. I do he's believe, he's yeah. new on the, uh, one of the new writers. He's, of course, younger than us. So, uh, yeah, he's a new kid on the black. <laughs> um, all right. Well, hey, Steve, I need you. Me? Just shut up. Okay. I'm not bullying you, but I just need to tell you that. You don't shut up, I'll punch you. But I'm not bullying you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, let's bully our fans by telling them to go to tpublic.com slash user slash annoy grunt boys and buy a sh- shirt. Yeah. And I'm going to bully the uh, listeners to go to our social medias at 13 Simpsons, like Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And I'm going to bully them to email us at 13 Simpsons at gmail.com. And then I'm going to do a one two punch asking them, if they're so kind, to go to their favorite podcatching app and leave five stars or the equivalent thereof. And they can write a review, but it doesn't need to be a real review. It can be like gibberish or a question or the, well, the, the best time that they got beat up by a bully. Or tell us about your hormone monsters yeah what does it look like all right well it looks like i've been half an annoyed grunt boy craig and i've been your other half annoyed grunt boy steve remember keep bullying those skis i'm so bald deeper steve i'm so bald let me know if you make a bm today